Hey guys, it's Andrew Duncan here. This is the Agent Monday podcast. So for everybody listening in, I have the pleasure of being joined today by Erin Mallet from uh, the Real Estate Marketing uh, Organization. And Erin and is a, a content marketing specialist, particularly in the world of real estate. Erin, uh, thank you so much for jumping on and, and taking a little bit of time out from your busy schedule to, to share some info and, and tell us a little bit more about what you do. Yeah, my pleasure, Andrew. I'm already a happy client of your service, so well, I'm happy to talk to other people about it and um, point them in the right direction. So, uh, and, and, and I, I add that you know, for, for those of you uh, listening in, you know, Aaron contacted me quite early on in the in the journey of starting Agent Monday, and uh, and Aaron's based in Perth, in Australia, yes. and uh, we've had some really fun chats just about. Um, what we do and and we found there was a lot of synergy there with the sort of with you know I, I, with agent monday providing the content and Aaron helping his clients uh deliver that that content out and, and to and to generate leads online for their businesses but rather than having me explain Aaron, would you mind um maybe by way of introduction telling telling uh, everyone listening in a little bit about um what you do and and, and how you came to 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 start this business Sure. Um, so I've been in the digital marketing space since um, I think it's about 16 years now. I think officially in 2005, I want to say, maybe a bit earlier than that. Um, and I got online in early the early 1990s um, and um, was in sales for many years and got sick of cold calling for a living. So I'm sure there's about a million ages out there who can relate to that. <laughs> And um, I ended up in a job in an IT company where they actually get advertising to generate leads for you, so I didn't have to do cold calling, and it was a revolution to me. And about the same time as that happened, um, the online space started to really take off. Um, Google Ads, it was the big game back then. And I ended up transitioning out of a, oh, I don't know, it was a 12 or a 15-year sales career in the IT specialising initially in Google Ads. And went from there. And then as far as the real estate side of things goes, um, that I, to be honest, it came around because of two, two simple reasons. Number one, a mate of mine on the other side of Australia was developing a, uh, a platform for agents to use Google Ads that was much simpler to use and provided some more bells and whistles. And I basically I anticipated that I was going to resell that product in Australia for him which didn't happen um, and never ended up finishing it. But anyway, but I also have had a client for many years as a real estate agent. So I built his website and helped him with some of his marketing. And I guess the the two synergies joined together and I decided, what the heck, I'm going to focus on real estate. <laughs> and I guess that's where it started, really. Good man. Good man. It, it's, I, for, for those people listening in, I, I would... Um, what I would say from from the the conversations I've had with you is that you're you're one of those rare people that you know works in the real estate sense, helps people get clients, but is also just really nice to deal with and is really genuine about what you do and and really work hard to find a good result. Like I, I think with real estate agents, there's uh, they all understand they should be doing things like Google Ads and Facebook marketing and all this stuff, but you with all the other things you have to be an expert and it's quite hard to learn these systems and when you go into like like say when you go into google ads it's incredibly complex uh to try and set it up yourself but there's so much it feels like it's an industry where there's a lot of people that are just happy to take your money and and charge agents thousands of dollars a month uh for very little um result you know in the way of results uh so so i I, I agree I mean, that's one of the things I hated about the industry I was in. I would often lose business to, to dodgy people who would say, yeah, I'll produce miracles for you. And, yeah. you know, I've been in this game long enough to know that there's no such thing as a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's that. You can't all be top top of the Google search results. <laughs> doesn't quite work. Well, it's not, even, it's not even that. I mean, look, and this doesn't just apply to real, real estate agents. It applies just about every business out there. There's this strange view um, that, when you start running an ad online, whether it's Facebook or Google, it's like magic, waving a magic wand and miracles appear. You know, I spend 20 bucks and I'll get a listing and make 10 grand. Well, you know, it doesn't work like that. It's just another medium to get your message out there and to generate inquiries and build your brand. Um, and so there's a whole lot of background strategies that people just haven't got a clue about they don't do. And that's where they end up getting in trouble is they think it's easy, but it's not. You know, anyone can learn to drive the basics of Google, uh, Facebook ads or Google ads, for example, but an actual 
workable strategy that produces results is a holding ballpark. And that's where I think most agents struggle with is not understanding that. Especially in a long-term sort of sales cycle like real estate, like we're not just selling a T-shirt or a jersey or something online. You know, it's, it's, it's a process that could, someone could click on an ad on Facebook and it might be 18 months until they get an agent round for an appraisal. So it's, it's how do you Absolutely. have a strategy which kind of nurtures that that contact right the way along. Uh, could you yeah. maybe provide some examples of like specific ways that you help your clients um, to get to give the guy some idea? Sure. So, um, uh, look, just to set back a second on that, um, I started offering a, 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 a pretty simple budget price lead gen service agent, seller lead gen, about a year and a half, I suppose, two years ago, just as a test because um, I found that most agents weren't up for the you know two to three or four thousand dollar a month retainer type deals and had great results from that. But one of the things I learned over about a year of that program, we generated over six and a half, seven thousand lead, seller leads. One of the things I learned was that um, getting the lead online is the easy part, it's turning it into listings. Like you said, it could take 12 or 18 months. And I always tell people, I know you shouldn't do this in sales, you shouldn't say it's going to be hard. But I always tell people, I can get you a lead tomorrow, but you might not get a listing out of it for a year. So you have to be um, really strong on the follow-up. And that's where I felt the, I guess, the gap in the market was, which is really how I ended up coming across you, is because I already understood the benefits of content marketing and I was already doing it with clients, but they were retainer-level clients who had the budget for it. And I needed a way to make it a lot more cost-effective. So that's where you came into the picture. Um, Now... What was the question? Sorry, I think I went off topic there a little bit. Uh, no, no, there was really good information. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you saying that. And perhaps for um, the guys listening in, I, I should briefly explain what we mean when we say that the term content marketing, which is um, if you look at the definition, it's a strategic marketing approach focused on creating and distributing valuable, relevant and consistent content to attract and retain a clearly defined audience and ultimately to drive you, profitable you practice that. customer action. <laughs> um, so and, and, and in real talk, what that means is content marketing is, is where you take an approach of sending out useful uh, information to your potential client audience. And you know they see you as the go-to expert in your area that builds rapport and trust with those people. Uh, and, and you position yourself as the go-to person so that when they need that service, you're the one they come to. Um, and it's just this content marketing idea fits so well with real estate. Uh, it's a delayed gratification process. You know, you have to kind of put in this, put the system in place and then, and, and, and then be patient. Um, but it can help you build a really, a really consistent, uh, highly leveraged business in my experience. Uh, but to go back to the actual question was around like how, how specifically do you help clients, uh, right. it, it, you know, instill a, a content marketing strategy? Yeah. So, um, so there's a couple of things I do. Um, number one, I run ads to generate leads. That's pretty simple. Mostly on Facebook, it's still the best bang for buck. I'm about to start expanding back out into Google nowadays. Um, but um, as I said to you, it's pretty it, well. It has been pretty easy to generate leads up until recently. I'll talk more about that later on. Um, but the problem has always been that you get the lead and it might take you a year or more to turn it into a listing. And you've got to have some way of, uh, in marketing world, we call it lead nurturing. We you know, build a relationship. Uh, real estate agents often use the term, you know, profile or growing your brand, that kind of stuff. So you've got to have a mechanism in place to do that. Otherwise, you get a lead, you send out, and the typical lead would be, uh, hey, send me a, a report telling me how much my home's worth. And that's the most common one. Um and, you know, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of agents. I'm seeing more and more of them online doing it nowadays um, who are running ads like that and they're getting leads like that. But, it, you know, just someone's details and a report is not going to be a listing unless you're blind lucky. So you need a way for them to get to know, like, and trust you. My, my three big ones, the KLT, I call it, know, like, and trust. If you, as a, any kind of um, person selling something, not just from real estate, if you actually have an audience out there that knows, likes, and trusts you, then the chances of them buying from you go up massively. I don't know what the stats are based on what some of the experts have looked up, but you know, think of it this way. If you go out and buy something, do you, would you prefer to buy from someone you know, like, and trust or a total stranger? You don't know if they're going to do the right thing. So that's the biggest challenge for real estate agents. So what I do is we do the lead gen, 
And we also capture those leads and we then put in place a nurturing system. It's mostly run over email um, and we send out uh, like a weekly. So I take your email, your newsletters, and I send them out each week um, via email for the agent so that they're in front of the client. And then within those emails where there's links to go off and you know, get a free report or book a phone call or get something else, whatever it is it might be. Um, and it's just a case of staying in front of them. But then also I take all of those con- um, those articles that you produce that we use um, and we use them for all of our clients now and publish them on a central website as a blog post, put the agent's contact details and photos all over it. And so they can then run low-cost, you know, $1 or $2 a day ads on Facebook to drive people to those blog posts where they get to expose themselves. Not not in a bad way, I should rephrase that one. They get to uh, grow their brand <laughs> in, a, in a positive way without being in your face because let's be honest, you know, when it comes to sales, you know, the, no one wants to talk to a salesperson unless they're right at the point of making a decision. And you, if you've got a year between your first capture of a lead and before they do something, if you're ringing them regularly, harassing them, and they don't want to talk to you, um, ask yourself how many times you've been ghosted by leads that you've generated. Mm. So what I do is put a system in place where it doesn't matter if they don't take my phone call, my client's phone calls, they can still see my client online and they can still receive information from them. And you know, the, the articles are all about helping answer the questions. They're, they're, you know, that's the big thing. People have questions before they buy. It's not just are you the best agent to use and how much money are you going to make? You know, questions could be like, um, give an example, which you and I had a conversation a week or two ago, and I know you turned this into an article. Um, people who are thinking of downsizing, so they're maybe getting towards retirement, having to think about perhaps selling their house. They don't know what's the best way to handle it. And so um, just started recently running some ads for a retainer client where um, we're offering a report on, you know, how to prepare for downsizing, what to do with your house, that sort of stuff. Um, I just found some research last night online from the Australian, uh, I don't know if it's the tax department or the government, one or the other, um, talking about how you can put some of your money when you sell your house and downsize, you can put some of that into your superannuation. So we're going to improve the report by adding that info in there. So it's, it's really just about being there when they need you without being obnoxious. It's kind of that Gary Gary Vaynerchuk approach, eh? Like just give, 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 yeah, and and absolutely, and, and the people come back to him, give value all the way through, which I, I really love. And uh, it's really you described that so well. So thank you, Aaron. I think there's from when I speak to Agent Monday members, you know, on the phone, just chatting about how they're going. Uh, you know, I meet, I talk to quite a few people who uh, understand the power of content marketing uh, and get the concept, but struggle with the delivery. You know, they might. Um, find it hard to be consistent with sending an email newsletter out or they might find it hard to, you know, get a blog set up and things. So I think what you're doing, your services is so, so valuable, especially for people who get the concept, like the content, but maybe struggle with actually being, um, you know, consistently keeping in touch with their database. And so I'd, I'd encourage people to, to check it out and get in touch. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I imagine you can help people whether they're in Auckland or Sydney or Perth or. Yeah. Um, hey, I'll even take somebody in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, most of my clients are outside of Perth, but that's okay. That's cool. That's <laughs> um, cool. You know, it, it's an interesting point you make. And one of the reasons I started offering this new system was that I realized that number one, it, you really, to use digital ads these days, you really need your own website. And a lot of agents don't have it. And then if you're a, perhaps you're a principal, you may have an agency website, but they're usually not suitable for doing marketing the way I do it. They don't have a lot of functionality that we need. Um, and particularly if you're with a big brand chain like an LJ Hooker or a Ray White or someone like that, it's a lot harder to get permission to do anything to the website. So, I actually set up a central website for my clients. They each get their own section on it, their own content. And I I don't expect my clients to have any techie skills because, look, realistically, most of them don't. Um, you know, there's probably one in a couple of hundred, maybe one in 500 that's actually um, got some tech skills in terms of being able to build a website, do a bit of basic blog posting, edit videos, stuff like that. So I do it for them. And because I can leverage using the same information across lots of clients i can do it at a much more reasonable price um so yeah that's i i describe myself to people think of me as like your part-time digital marketing manager instead of paying me for 40 hours a week you pay me for five or six or two or whatever the case may be 
that's a great way to describe it. And there's so much value there because in real estate, you know, we we, we should and, and, and need to focus on the people who are buying and selling right now, you know, and we need to be on the phone and be face-to-face with those people. But it's so, so powerful if you can build a system to look after the the other 500, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 10,000 people on your database who you've, you've had some connection with, whether it's online or through open homes. If you can have a system to look after everybody else and just keep your keep your lead funnel, um, you know, keep your pipeline full, then that's you, you can build a very powerful business. Uh, yeah. So if you're if you're busy but you're struggling with the real estate roller coaster, I'd, I'd suggest people check out um, this as an option. And if we're going to talk more, but just I just want to plug your website just in case someone is listening to this and they're in a rush and just like right, take me to where I need to go, um, <laughs> which is realestatemarketing.net.au. Um, Correct. Anywhere else they should particularly go, or is that the right place for people to go and check out if they're? Um, look, there's, I, I'm like every, you know, they talk about the 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 uh, carpenter who doesn't have his own um, woodwork done properly, and the the shoemaker that doesn't have his own shoes properly done. I need to update my website, but you know, there's good intro to me and some of the stuff I do, and then you just go to the contact page. You can reach out to me that way. No, I think um, it's good. I think you shouldn't be shouldn't be tough on it. It's, there's good blog content uh, there. It's there's good you know messenger chat links. There's there's all sorts of good stuff there. So I encourage people to, to yeah. check it out. Um, what do you think? What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that you see agents make on you know the, the people who do who go the DIY route, the uh, you know on Facebook yeah. or Google Ads or wherever it might be? Um, okay, first things first. I, I, I don't have a problem with the DIY. At least they're doing something. There's still a heap of agents out there who don't do anything, and they're the ones that are lo- losing out. So, I think probably the biggest mistake I think uh, people make in real estate is that they, as I said earlier, it's that whole you know online ads is a magic wand that you wave over the the world, and suddenly you get three listings, and it costs you ten bucks an ad spend. Well, it doesn't work that way. So, the, the, I guess the biggest mistake from that is it's really about people. Agents expecting people to, pretty easiest way to describe it, it's like going on a first date with someone you don't know. And the way most agents advertise is that they want to go on the first date, they want to get married, and they want to have kids and decide, <laughs> decide the names of their kids on the first date. Now, I don't know about you, that something similar that happened to many years ago when I was single, and it's, it's pretty damn creepy. Uh, you know, it's like jumping the gun big time. So you've got to look at it as saying... Um, Okay, so let, let me step back a bit. Um, first things first, if you look at the, the, the area that you as an agent focus on, whether you call it your patch or your farm or whatever, it doesn't matter, um, have a look and go and look at the stats and see how many people listed their home and sold in the last 12 months. Now, okay, I realise that the COVID situation might have changed things around a lot, maybe for better or for worse. But just to have a look, what's the average number of homes that are listed and sold in a suburb each month? And let's say, let's be generous and say there's 100 homes. Mm. So then how many other agents are actively working in your patch? Are you the only agent there? Probably not. There's probably five or 10 or 20 other agents that could easily um, come into your area and compete against you. So if there's 100 sales, 100 listings and sales in a year, and there's 10 agents, that means if you're lucky, you'll get 10 leads, you'll get 10 listings instead of 100. That's number one. Um, and it, I, know, I know clients, examples of clients where they're in markets where there's 100 other agents competing in their area. So, you know, you've got to divide the leads amongst all the agents there. But mm. realistically, we all know the 80-20 rule. Um, there's always going to be one or two agents out of that um batch of people who are much, much more effective and successful at what they do than the other agents. So the bulk of the listings goes to one or two agents. So if you're not that agent, then realistically, your chances of getting lots of listings out of your marketing in that area is pretty small. And that's really, I guess that was why I decided I wanted to introduce this whole, you know, automated lead nurturing system was because it's easy to get the leads, list, uh, get the leads. Um, it's turning them to the point where they know, like, and trust you when there's a competitor that's been in your market for five or 10 years and everybody knows them and likes them, etc. How do you do that? That's the hard part. So I think if I look at agents, the biggest mistake they make, they expect people to, um, you know, to get married and have kids on the first day. That, that's really number one. It's a really good way um, to put it, really powerful way to put it. I, I could put it more crassly than that, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we, um, we want we want we want instant gratification, and just real estate. Yeah, I think if you you know if you can let go of that and play a long term game, it, it, it that is how you transform your business. Yeah, because you yeah. you make smarter decisions with your activity, and you focus yeah. on connection rather than prospecting. You know, I think people can people can sense when you're just out for just instant results and you just want to get a listing or a sale right now. Whereas if you are seeking to build connections, see how you can help people and just be of service and be useful, then that's going to come back to you long-term, but it just does take a bit of time. You've just got to, you've got to play the yeah. long game. And that's the thing. I mean, real estate is not a, it's not an e-commerce business where you you know, you run an ad, somebody whips their credit card out and buys a, a $50 whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, we're talking hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars worth of um, spend for a purchase. And so the decision process is long in most cases. Yeah, the best result I've ever had for a client, and it's the only time it's ever happened, um, uh, a guy here in Perth, one of my first retainer clients, we got a lead that turned into a listing and sold in 18 days. Now, that, that doesn't happen normally. So, you know, I were both highly amused and excited about that, but that's very rare. Most clients, it's, you know, a year plus. And, and if they fail in the follow-up, that's where they lose money. So I've got examples of clients where I've seen, I've gone through and looked at every lead I've sent them and seen, have they listed? So you can, you know, you can go to realestate.com.au or to domain and check it out. You can find whether they listed and who they sold with. I... I Multiple clients have lost a hundred thousand plus in commissions because they didn't follow up. Now you know you may lose a listing because the other agent is has a great relationship with that person, or they're willing to say whatever it is they need to say to that person to get the deal. But if you build that trust with people, that's where your chances of turning them into deals is going to be much easier over time. But you've got to have that whole delayed gratification. So. I think that's the biggest mistake I see most agents make. The other one is not willing to put themselves out there consistently. You know, doing video, it's got to be the the best and easiest. Get your phone and talk to the phone on a regular basis and publish the video. You know, that if they see your face, they hear your voice, they see your mannerisms, all that stuff, it all helps grow your brand. Um, and I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but in Australia, a lot of agents do... Um, like they do, we just call them letterbox drops. I don't know if that's the same sort of term over there, but they publish, they print flyers and push, shove them into people's um, letterboxes. I call it um, killing trees, but anyway, um, it's still a, a really popular way of marketing in the real estate industry. And I, I don't understand why, because it's so horrendously ineffective. Um, you know, look, I go to, I, I, here's a, I live, literally, I live next door to a real estate agency. So that way, probably about 20 metres is an agency if I want one to sell the place. I don't. But anyway, um, every day I go to my letterbox, there's junk mail from an agent. There. In most cases, it's shoved in the middle of a bunch of catalogues and newspapers, and it just goes straight in the bin. Nobody looks at it. So if you get one lead out of 1,000 or out of 5,000 or 10,000, I don't know what your stat is, you're doing amazingly well. I look at it this way: if you can, if that costs you, say, three or four hundred dollars, including printing and delivery, maybe more, maybe less. I'd rather put that into video ads and have the agent out there, you know, take your content, for example, and create a video talking about the sub the subject, um, and then publish that on Facebook. That's a much more effective way because you know we can target people based on certain interests. Um, for example, I talked about the downsizing thing earlier. One of the things we did is we said, okay. Let's target people that are ages 50 and above because, you know, 30-year-olds don't tend to downsize and we're having great results. I mean, the leads are coming in um, consistently every day. I think probably about $13 a lead at the moment, which is great. Um, and they're all going straight into the email system for automated nurturing. So, okay. And then real estate is an area where, you know, you, you should get a good system like that set up and then realize that everything you do contributes. So, you yeah. know, that once you get someone in your nurturing system, they might, you know, see your sign running car driving around or they might drive past one of your signs. And it's it's all about building up these marketing touches, um, yeah. you know, where, you know, the more um, situations you can be in front of those people, um, be just a little reminder that that who you are and what you do, and it, particularly if it's useful information, um, that, that's that's where the value is, and that's where like a, an email sort of nurturing system is is so so important. Just that constant little just tap in their inbox every every yeah. week or two, just saying hey, still here, still working hard, 
still doing my thing. Um, yeah. If you need help, I'm, you know, get in touch. So yeah, and and the other way we do we use that because realistically, not everyone will sign up for an email, and realistically, not everyone's going to open your email. I mean, the average open rates vary, but from like I've got one client that's getting sixty seven percent at the moment, which is great, and then others are twenty percent. So you know, so one of the things I do is I also take each of those articles that you produce, we create a blog post out and put the agent's contact details all over it. And then we run an ad on Facebook, which you normally we run for $2 a day for an ad and it drives people to that content. Um, and we get some like 20 and 30 cent clicks, which is dirt cheap on Facebook. And it's another way of getting in front of people. And the people that click on that are the people that are self-identifying as being interested. If you do that enough, if you've got some remarketing or retargeting stuff set up in the background. Um, even for people already on your list, it's another way to show your face and to get them to know you, like you, and trust you. So yeah, it, it's a what's the word? I don't know, multi-pronged, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, multi-pronged approach. You know, it's not just one thing. It's not just email. Um, actually, I'll quickly show you something here. This is another thing I'm experimenting on. Um, after bashing um, letterbox drops, I've actually started working with a couple of clients to turn their content into um, your, your because this is audio, your clients can't see this, but I'm basically taking each of the articles and turning them into little blog posts. And the uh, the flyers basically say, hey, if you want to read the rest of the article, click on this link or scan the QR code. Um, so that, um, and you can put some kind of offer on the back as well. So that's a way to be, instead of the usual get a free appraisal that everyone does or I sold this and aren't I wonderful, um, it's offering help. It's got your face, your name in front of it, and I try and get clients to hand deliver it rather than have it shoved in with everyone else's catalogs because they're much more likely to see it. And uh, for for those of you listening, and what Aaron was holding up was a a you know an A4 sheet, and it would have uh, the headline of one of the Agent Monday articles, like um, minor home improvements that add major resale value, with the first paragraph or two of the article, and then a QR code which the homeowner can scan and, and go to your blog or website to read the rest of the article. Yep. So exactly, you know what's it's what I love about your approach is that you're constantly trying new things and testing and seeing what works. And, and the power of that is that if you learn what works for one client in one location, you can you can test that for other people, and you're just refining this. So, um, yeah, one thing with real estate is we're constantly all you know reinventing the wheel all the time, learning. Uh, it, it's not it's not a an, an industry where we're great at sharing knowledge with each other so um we all have to <laughs> go through these learning processes but uh having, having an expert on your side is you know super helpful in that regard yeah i mean it, it's at the end of the day it, all you can do is just get people to remember your name and hopefully they get to know like and trust you because of what you're putting out there if you're not the typical you know most people have got a uh, an impression in their head of what a real estate agent is usually not very nice. Um, I think there's a, a, there's been a few surveys done by um, a couple of big companies out there. You know, top thirty most trusted um, occupations and real estate agents all consistently come right near the bottom. So, you know, as an agent, you could be the nicest, and most of my clients are really nice people, and I would be very happy to have them as friends if I just knew them personally. But because you've got that title real estate agent on your business card, they go, ooh, evil, nasty man stay or woman, stay away. Um, so you've got to get past that first. So this is a nice, gentle way to sort of slide under the radar, offer value um, and get people to, to trust you. Because at the end of the day, trust is a much more valuable marketing tool than you know anything else I can think of. It's, uh, it's so important. You referenced it with talking about, you know, how many sales versus how many agents in an area and you know, it reminds me that most homeowners already know an agent. So what yeah. what are you going to bring to the table that is going to build that, you know, that know, like, and trust relationship? And and that's where this content marketing approach can come in. You know, like um, more so now, homeowners don't need a free appraisal because they can go online. They can go to, in New Zealand, we've got homes.co.nz. Anyone can go on and get a little online estimate pretty quick. And if they're 18 months out from selling, that's fine for them. But you can add value with really useful information, which answers their questions uh, that they might have at this stage, like how to add value to their property before they sell, or you know, if they've got a home already, do they can they buy first or sell first? Answering those sorts of um, trickier yeah, questions, yeah. and you know, the earlier in the process questions, uh, you can yeah. add value that way, and you can stand out from the crowd and, and put yourself on you know on a pedestal compared to the other agents that they already know in the area by just. Being I, mean, I think. 
It's a good point. I think it's really important to be not seen to be the same as everybody else because when you're in that situation, that's where you have to compete on price. And nobody likes discounting when they're selling something. Um, you know, if your average commission is 2.5%, for example, and everyone you talk to wants a 1% commission and they go with someone who offers a 1%, it can be get pretty frustrating and disheartening after a while. So, you know, by making yourself different, by looking and sounding different, and by offering value, you actually help build the case for your um, price, your commission, to be worth paying. Um, so, like, um, here in Australia, I don't know if you guys have seen it in New Zealand yet, but we've just recently had Amazon Prime just launched a series, um, uh, real, uh, uh, one of those real estate shows, something deluxe or something like that. I've just watched a few episodes. And they're all high-end real estate agents in Sydney. Most of the property that they sell are 5 or $10 million. You know, those agents are not on that show because Amazon offered to pay them money. They're on that show to build their brand. And if you look at all the shows in the U.S., you know, the, the million-dollar agents and the, the flipping shows, all of those shows are on. Um, the, re- the, the agents that are in those shows are there because it builds their brand and it makes them stand out from the crowd and it helps defend the price they charge. Um, and so that's a big thing. I always say to people, you know, as an agent, if you can, you want to try and start almost like start your own TV station. You can do that on the internet easy. You've got everything you need here and a free YouTube channel or a YouTube or a Facebook um, uh, page. You know, start a, ch- a channel and talk about real estate, but answer people's questions, help provide free advice, all that stuff. And that will grow your brand and it will defend your pricing as well, which is a big thing, I think, for a lot of agents. Really glad you brought that up. I always used to find in my selling career that the, you know, those instant leads, you know, that, that, that where someone responded to an ad and called you up and they were selling next week and they want to get you around for an appraisal. Those ones were sometimes the trickiest ones to win because, you know, you're one of four agents going in. They don't know you for yeah. a bar of soap. They're just yep. essentially often picking on price. Um, so the, the the leads that we most want, these instant gratification ones are often the hardest to convert. But conversely, if you, if, if you find someone early in the process and then for the next 12 to 18 months, they've got an email from you every week or every fortnight with really helpful information that has assisted them through this process. When they do finally invite you around to, to go around to their home, it's like you they, they, that rapport and trust has already been built. Like you're on such a, yeah. you're on such a head start compared to any other agents that they interview. And it's something, yeah, I guess that's in my career, that's where I really saw the power of this type of approach where, you know, you're going in and you're just, yeah, the, the other agents have to play catch up entirely because you've, you've established value for a really long period yeah. before you've even met the owner. Uh, probably the best example of that, uh, and I ran across this, is an agent in Queensland, Australia, um, runs a Richardson and Wrench agency in the um, city of Caboolture, um, guy by the name of Scott Lackman. So I ran across Scott years ago um, and he did what I suggested, started a TV, he literally started an online TV channel. He got a video camera and went out and started interviewing people in his local community and it wasn't just about real estate. He'd go and talk to the local sporting uh, association about uh, some event or some fundraising event or any sorts of things. And he also put real estate in there and he published all these videos on YouTube. I don't believe he did any paid advertising around that side of things. It just all grew organically. Um, And when I found him, his results were amazing. I actually, I used to teach um, an introduction to digital marketing at Rewa, the Real Estate Institute at WA for about a year and a half. And I always had Scott as my great example in the the course, uh, in the training session about how good a job he did. So I did an interview with him, which you can find on my YouTube channel. And basically, he said, you know, I've been out there for years now doing this. So people know me. You know, I'm walking down the street, cross the road. Hey, Scotty, how are you going? Everybody knows him. Uh, And he said, when I get, uh, he said, I don't cold call. They ring me and they book an appointment. They want to see me. And when I rock up, we usually spend 15 minutes talking about a a past video. Maybe it was someone the person knew. And then he says, okay, so anyway, I'm here to help you guys at your house. What do you want to do? And they said, well, tell us what we need to do and how much. And he's gives them the spiel and says, you know, I think he, back then I think he said it was 3% commission, which is above average. Um, and he said they practically never argue. They just signed the paper and said, yep, yeah, let's do it. So he built that 
brand awareness in his market so that A, just about everyone knew him and B, they knew, like, and trusted him and it just made it so much easier. Now, while every other agent out there, and he had nearly 200 agents he was competing against in his space, but every other agent out there was fighting over the scraps and getting, you know, one, 1.5% commission. He was consistently getting 3%. So to me, he's a classic example of someone who really took this and did a fantastic job. But he did have the resources to be able to um, get the video editing and a lot of most most of my clients don't have that kind of thing so that's why i provide alternative options for them but you know that's just a great example of someone who's done it right done it for me done it perfectly great example and uh one little tip for people that i've seen a few agent mem- agent monday members do is uh take the article that uh that we send out each week and to actually just as you referenced before, you know, just read that to camera. Like, like that can be yep. your video that you post on social media. Just read the article, record it on your phone, post that on social media. That's a real basic option for just getting some video content on there that you don't have to come up with. Uh, yep. And and there's there's a fresh one coming out to you every week. So, yeah, exactly. Great. And, and just a little tip, great idea. Um, little tip with that. Most people don't do it because they're scared of getting in front of the camera and looking like a fool. Nobody starts being awesome in front of camera it's practice you know i'm good at it now because i've been doing it for 10 years so if you don't start you'll never get good at it and you can't use that as an excuse for not doing it because it just makes so much of a difference if i came to you as an agent and said every time you record a video just take one of andrew's articles and get in front of a camera and read it out i'll give you uh, 500 bucks i guarantee you most people would get past the fear and do it anyway even though it looked terrible because over time it would look good and sound good and yeah so you just got to do it yeah perfection is the enemy of progress totally i I have that problem myself but i understand you know it's one of those things you have to work on so so i know there's a there's a fair few people that will be listening to this that you know they've kind of dallied with facebook that they realize it's important but maybe they've got you know a facebook business page set up uh they might only have 50, 100, 200 likes. You know, it's pretty quiet so far and they post on there occasionally, but they're getting sort of maybe one or two likes on each post and not getting much cut through uh, yep. and kind of and don't know how to take it forward to that next step. Have you got any kind of tips or hints for for people just to, you know, maybe best practice or just ways that they can um, grow a, a, a following or an audience uh, and, and what to post on Facebook in general if they're in that sort of position? Sure. So first thing I would say is don't rely on Facebook. So if you remember when Facebook had a little bit of a fight with the Australian government um, earlier this year and they basically pulled the pin on a lot of um, Facebook pages, when you use a service like Facebook, you are using their service and they can pull the pin anytime they want, any way they want, and there's nothing you can do. There's no phone number you can pick up and call. I'm a Facebook, uh, Facebook registered agency and I don't have a phone number I can pick up and call someone at Facebook. So... You know, number one, don't rely on And this is one of the reasons why I pri- my priority with clients is to move them into collecting leads in email because with an email um, database, you own that, okay? So that's number one. But if you're going to use Facebook, um, there's, a, there's a couple of things to think of. So I guess what a lot of people don't understand is how Facebook actually works. Like they don't understand what what's Facebook looking for is the way I would put it. Um, and what they're looking for is a, people staying on the platform and using it and engaging, sharing, liking, posting comments, that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, most people, um, you know, excuse me for swearing in this case, but most people post boring shit on Facebook and that's why it doesn't get too many likes. Um, you know, particularly with uh, agents, a common problem I see with agents is the um, is just posting, you know, these are my listings, these are my sales results and these are my home opens. And if you think about it, in your patch, let's say it's 10,000 people, there might be 10 or 20 or 50 people that are considering selling in the next 12 months. The rest of them don't give a damn about it. So, you know, just posting that kind of stuff is just goes straight over their head. They don't care. So you've got to switch your mindset to post information that's of interest to people. So it answers their questions entertains them, that sort of stuff. So that's one of the reasons I love your content um, is because there's a lot of useful information there and it answers, you know, every person has different questions and it answers all of those different questions. Um, So one of the things I do with my clients is, yeah, we run ads to promote the content and we also 
send out the um, the content by email. But the third thing we do is we post it as an organic post. We take the image on the ad and we write a couple of pages and a link to the article so they can see it on Facebook and go off there. So that's number one. Number two, you know, if you're going to grow your Facebook page, I hate to say it, but you probably really do need to be spending some money on pushing your content out there. And most agents are familiar with the boost button, uh, which is like um, Facebook for rank beginners. No offense to anyone there. There's a hundred times more functionality in the background than the ad platform. But if you write, if you post something useful, um, you can get it out to more people just by pushing the boost button. Now, if you find that you boost it and it goes out to, I don't know, let's say a thousand people and you get one or two likes, what that's telling you is that people didn't find it interesting or relevant to them or whatever. So it's great feedback for whether your content that you're posting on social media is of actual interest to people. Um, so that's a, that's a big thing, but you, you have to be prepared to spend some money. Now, agents will happily spend money doing flyers, you know, two, three, five hundred dollars or more to post flyers. I would rather take that money and use Facebook to promote my business as an agent to get my name out there, get people to know me, get people to read my content. So that's probably the biggest things I would suggest is be prepared to spend some money and try and post information that's of interest to people. Um, great thing, go out there, promote local businesses. It's got nothing to do with real estate, but it's goodwill. You know, if you like your local cafe, for example, you know, do a, I, I did this as an example for a client. I, there's a nice little coffee shop around the corner from where I live. I went around there and I organized with the owners to do a little video interview just to talk to the owners, ask some questions about the place, show them the, the cafe and the food and that, and publish that. Now, you could do that kind of thing. You don't have to do a video if you don't want to, but you could certainly write up an article about it and put some great pictures on it. It's much more likely to get seen. And then as far as the real estate side of things goes, you know, Tips on how to you know, prepare your house for sale is one thing. Tips on you know, you know cheap budget renovation tips. You might not be selling for five years, but if someone shows you, you know, how to paint your walls nice or you know, how to fix something or change something or you went down to the local Bunnings and found a cool product that people might like, you could do that kind of stuff. Um, so that's such, such it goes back to It goes back to what I said about almost like a TV station, just getting you know, useful information that people want. Such good advice. I think there's there's so much, if you, if you think about it creatively, that you can put on there. Like I love the oh. local area runs. Like what's your favorite place to go and have a coffee? What's the coolest playground for kids in the area? Um, who's, who's your favorite plumber? Who's your favorite Sparky? Who's your favorite builder? You know, can introduce yep. these people and promote goodwill and, and build these networks. Um, introduce them to your favorite mortgage broker, you know, like it, provide things that are going to be useful to that audience. Um, a little tip that works so well for me when I was selling was rather than posting like a new listing on Facebook was to post a few photos of the, of the property with a link, but a few just photos and a photo of like a gift damper. And I just run a guess the price, guess the sale price competition. So the post would say, uh, here's our new listing, um, guess the sale price by commenting below the closest guess uh, to the final sale price will win this gift hamper. And it might be like a hundred dollar gift hamper, or it could just be any, any, any gift pack you can think of. And that would get dozens of comments from people guessing what that property would sell for, which is that engagement that you're talking about. So rather than just being, here's my new listing, here's a fun thing to engage with, um, and they might get something out of it. And it costs you a very small amount relatively to have that you know kind of organic reach that you can get by um, getting that interaction from your audience. Yeah. Interesting you say that because I... I have a, a slightly different philosophy on competitions, which I know is a popular thing within the real estate industry. Um, when I run or when I work with clients who run competitions, I depends on the situation. But what I try to do is offer some kind of prize that is relevant to a potential client, not just, you know, free iPads or free Bunnings vouchers or you know, gift hampers is great. Um, but if you can offer a prize that's relevant to um uh, something to do with real estate that's more valuable. So an example, I put a book back there somewhere. I can't remember where it is, but I've bought a book by, it's an Australian lady um, on renovations. So um, you'd know her name. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. She's on TV. Um, but it's a great book on renovations. So you could offer a competition to win a copy of the book. Now, 
people who don't own homes who are not thinking about renovating are probably not going to inquire, try and win the prize. They might, but they're less likely to. Um, another example I've got, um, I helped a, you know, I know your clients can't see this, but I've got a client over in Adelaide. I helped him write a book about property investing. I basically just interviewed him and then I, I wrote it up and we turned it into a book, published it, it sells on Amazon. You know, that's a great thing you could do um, for, depending on if you do something unusual that you can turn into a, a book, um, you can do that and you can offer free copies of competitions to worry, free copies of the book, that sort of stuff. Um, I do have a, a, a book I wrote, which is available for clients that we can turn that into their own book with their own brand on it. So you know, there's all sorts of things that you can do. Very good. Very good points. Very good points. Um, and I love what you said about, you know, don't rely on Facebook uh, and that your focus is on getting people into like an, an email sort of nurturing system because, uh, you know, email is, is a situation where you've got the control of the audience, you know, you, you own that audience yeah. to, to an extent. And, and whereas Facebook, uh, they own the audience and they can pull it away and they can pull back your reach at any time yeah. and charge you more to reach the same people. So oh, I absolutely do, do, 100% second that and back that up by all means. That, that's a good point you make there that, that, you know, Facebook has complete control. And one of the things you will see over time if you're using Facebook is that the advertising gets more and more expensive over time. And, they, you know, I, when I first started using Facebook ads back in, well, I don't know, 2009 or whenever it was that they came out, you know, you could get in front of a 1,000 people for 2 or 3 $4 um, with an ad. Now you're starting to hit, it used to be, Twenty odd dollars per thousand. Now we're heading towards thirty to fifty dollars because of a variety of different things. So, at some point, Facebook can become very expensive for you, which is why you want to build that database so you can stay in front of them. And all you need to do is get one listing in a sale, and you've covered your costs for just about anything you might want to do in the marketing in the future. Mm. But yeah, just I, I know people use Facebook because. It doesn't require really any techie skills to quote set up a quote unquote website. It's not really a website, but for most agents' point of view, that's as good as. Um, but you do run the risk, and and you probably know somebody who's lost their Facebook account. Some that something happened and it got shut down, and there's no way to get it back. And so that's why I say don't rely on them. I, I you know, when I f- first started in this industry, and it was mostly Facebook wasn't around, so it was Google Ads. You know, I remember one day I came into work and I looked at one of my clients' accounts and they were spending, uh, I think we were spending about 50 grand a month on Google Ads for them. They were in the um, the education space around the stock market and something had changed overnight and the average cost per click on some of their ads went from $3 to $13 overnight like that. And you can imagine what that did to the <laughs> the results we were getting from them. And it was because Google had made a change. They decided they wanted to change something and that adversely impacted lots of people. And it, uh, which probably leads me into another thing I should talk about, Andrew, which is what's going on with Facebook at the moment, because yes, this please. is an example of what's happened. So you may, your listeners may already know this, they may not. So uh, back in late April, early May, um, Apple decided they'd, announced this a long time ago, that they were going to block um, iPhone and iPad users from being tracked by Facebook ads. Now, you may not realise this, but iPhone and iPhone users in particular are probably the, if I had to look at an audience that was the best performing audience in all of Facebook for most of my ads, it's usually iPhone owners. I don't know. If, the theory is that they're more expensive, that the people who own iPhones um, have more money to buy stuff whereas you can buy a cheapy Android phone for $100. So now I've got an Android phone. I haven't had an iPhone for years. I'm happy with it. But um, what happened is they started blocking the tracking on Facebook ads on iPhone and iPad. And literally I can go into my uh, email inbox. I have a folder where all my clients' seller leads get sent to me. And I can see almost to the day when results just fell off a cliff because because Facebook could no longer track anything happening on iPhone, the results that they were getting were so much worse. Um, so we've had to make some pretty big changes to adapt to that, which, you know, nowadays, if you don't have your own website with a domain name and your own ad account attached to it and a whole pile of techie stuff, which no one I know in the real estate industry can do, um, it's hard for me to do some of this stuff and I've been in this game for 16 plus years. Uh, if you don't have all that stuff, Facebook ads is going to be so much harder to do lead gen with. So we've had to adapt to that in the last couple of months. Um, and that's just a classic example of what 
happens when these ad platforms change their mind. Now, I'm, you know, I blame Apple in this case. They, you know, their claim was this was done to protect people's privacy, which is a load of rubbish. It was done so that they can ramp up their own ad platform, but you know, they want to make it sound good. Um, but what you'll also find is later this year or early next year, Google's also going to be making a big change, and that is the Google Chrome browser, which most people use these days is going to stop tracking. You've probably all heard the term cookies. Um, it's just a piece of text code in the back end that your browser allows your browser to track so it can report to Facebook or to Google about where you go and what you do, not, not in an horrible way. Um, but they're going to start blocking that, which means that anyone using Chrome browsers, which most of our potential clients are, are also going to become a lot more difficult to track and measure and op- ultimately optimise. So, you know, if you don't have... a a digital marketing techie guru handy to do that kind of stuff, um, you're going to find that your digital marketing stuff is going to get harder and harder because of this. Unfortunately, you know, I have no control over it. So we just have to adapt to it. So that's it. That's, that's already made a big change. Just go onto Google and search, you know, Facebook um, ads, um, Apple or something like that. You'll see reams of people complaining about how it's literally almost destroyed their business and others that are struggling. And it's usually only the people that have big ad spends that make it work because they've got the money to experiment and try things. But if you don't have a digital marketing expert in-house or on hand or you aren't one, it's going to be 10 to 100 times harder to adapt to that. So, Really well explained. Are there any other... Uh- while we're on that subject, are there any other social media platforms that you feel like agents should be spending time on, um, if any? Uh, there's heaps of them out there. Um, a lot of people talk to me about Instagram, um, but I can tell you from having run ads on, when I run an ad for a client, it goes to Facebook and it also goes to Instagram. I think everyone knows that Facebook owns Instagram. The volume of leads you get from Instagram compared to Facebook is minuscule. Now, I'm not saying Instagram is not a good platform to be on, and it can be good for branding depending on what your market is like and what kind of houses you sell. Um, but I've found that it certainly doesn't produce great results in terms of lead generation just by itself. Um if you deal with um, business professionals, then LinkedIn might be a good option. LinkedIn does have a – you can publish your content on there, so you can take your uh, Andrew's um, articles and publish them on LinkedIn if you wanted to. Um, and they do have an ad platform. The ad platform is pretty pricey, um, but, you know, it could work. Um, probably the number one alternative I would recommend is YouTube, is getting in front of the camera and recording videos and publishing them. Um, and, and you've got to think of YouTube, it's not just about – being face to camera, it, YouTube is actually a search engine like Google. Google owns YouTube. We know that. It's the second most popular search engine in the world behind Google, which means it's ahead of Bing, who uses Bing, not too many people. So if someone's going to YouTube, what they often do is they go to YouTube to learn how to do something. So let's give an example. Let's say that you are thinking, you've got a vendor who's thinking of selling their house and they've got to do some repairs around the house. You could be doing a whole pile of little one, two, three, five-minute videos about simple little repairs in preparation for selling your house and publish them on YouTube. And if someone goes to Google and searches or, you know, how to, I don't know, how to replace the the knobs on your cabinet, for example, (laughs) your YouTube video could potentially show up and it's a great way to get um, leads that way. Um, so that's, you know, if I, if I couldn't use Facebook, my number one choice other than that would be YouTube. And they do have ads as well. So we're just about to start experimenting with doing YouTube ads for a couple of clients. Um, so that could be an interesting option as well. Very cool. And I'll, I'll link to your uh, YouTube channel in the show notes as well for people yeah. to see some cool videos on there too. Uh, so the other one that we should cover off as well, which is slightly different, but we we've referenced it earlier on is... Um, Google Ads, which can be a massive, you know, money pit for agents to to pour yes. funds into, and and Google is such an interesting one because it can be effective, um, but it can be just you know just incredibly expensive. Um, yeah. But you've also got a slightly different audience too, from what I and I'm interested in your thoughts on this. But I've had it described to me that like people that go to Google and search, you know, have high intent. You know, they are looking for yes. they are looking for something now, like they're, they're looking for real estate agents in uh, you know in Perth. Uh, whereas, you know, the sort of lead gen you'll do on on things like Facebook and maybe YouTube and those other sites, they're more kind of much earlier potentially in the 
in the process and that might be 12 months, six months, three months, yeah. 18 months out. Uh, is that your experience with Google and, and do you have any sort of yeah, absolutely. Um, tips for that? So Google, and I've always t- described it to people, Google is definitely uh, intent driven. So people go to Google for search for a specific thing. So whether it's finding the best real estate agent near me or finding, um, you know, tips on downsizing your home and tax advantages involved or any of those number of different things, they'll go to Google and do a search. So usually those leads tend to be closer to the point of making a decision. Having said that, just because you get your ad showing and someone clicks on it, if you don't have the the landing page, the web page that they go through to when they click on the ad, if you don't have that properly built with good copywriting and the right psychology and all that stuff in there, then it's going to be highly ineffective. Um, but they are usually closer to making a decision, whereas Facebook is it's more of a spread it everywhere branding kind of thing. And if you happen to get lucky to find someone who's ready to do something now, great. And that's one of the reasons why Google is so much more expensive. And you know, it can easily be 10 times more per click with Google in some cases. Um, so you, you've got to kind of balance that up. Now, I, I remember speaking to a guy or oh, probably a year or two ago who was doing um, just Google ads for agents. And he was telling me that to get a listing in, a listing appointment for an agent, it was costing him close to, I think it was about eight or $900 in Google Ads spend, plus his fees on top of it, uh, versus, um, you know, you, I mean, I used to be able to, prior to Apple destroying everyone's life, I used to be able to get you know, seller leads on Facebook for $20, $10, $20, but they weren't listing appointments, okay? So you've got to balance that out. You know, you might need to get 100 leads on Facebook to get one listing versus you might need to get one in 10 or whatever on Google. So there is a, a price difference, but there's also a, a, an advantage. If you're willing to spend more money and you've got the right systems in place, Facebook can be great. Having said that, there's a second side to, Facebook, uh, to Google that a lot of people don't know about, and that is... Uh, most people are familiar with the search where you go to the, the Google search engine and search for stuff and the ads appear at the top of the bottom. There's us, you've probably seen banner ads over all these other sites. Um, they can also be run through Google and that's something called the Google Display Network or GDN. So they allow you to run banner ads and you can target where your ads appear, what sites your ads appear on based on, you know, what kind of um, topic the website is about, the keywords on the page, Um so I talked earlier about downsizing. If I wanted to run an ad on the Google Display Network for someone who's interested in downsizing, I can go into Google and say, show my ad on any websites where they talk about the word downsizing, for example. And that means that the relevance of the ad to the topic on the page is higher, which means you probably, you know, if you do it right, you're likely to get a good result out of it as well. So uh, it's still not the easiest, you know, it's a harder platform to manage in some respects. Um, and you really do need to be pretty good at copywriting and a bit of web design and all that kind of stuff. But used properly, it can be a very powerful tool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The uh, it, One small thing I just encourage people to do if you haven't done already is to go to the the Google business. This is not Google ads, but it's just related to Google yeah. in general. Go to the Google business page and set yourself up with a, your own listing in the Google business database. Uh, that's just critical so that if someone is searching, you know, Andrew Duncan real estate, that 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 you come up straight away. Um, so that's yeah. just one thing on the Google note that, that you can do for free. So make sure as a bare minimum, you, you go on and check that out. Yeah, and it, it, when you set up your account there, you know, you can usually nominate what area you're located in. Most agents work in a specific area, um, and I've advised clients on setting them up before, so I'll usually say, you know, set it up, you know, Mary Smith, um, real estate agent, suburb X, for example, if you can in the actual title so that you've got a little bit of um, extra Google juice if you want to put it that way. So, yeah, that's a good one to do as well. There's lots of different ways to market yourself out there, okay, whether it's Google, Facebook, YouTube, um, offline, whether it's cold calling, door knocking, letterbox drops, whatever. They're all out there. They all work um, some more effectively than others. Uh, it's just a matter of doing them. That's probably the main thing. Um, you may not be the kind of, I'll give you an example, video is the most, I still say to my clients, the number one thing you should be doing is video. Now, you might be, petrified of getting in front of the camera and, pub and recording video and then you're just not going to do it, then, okay, that's fine. If you're not going to do that, then you've got alternative options and you just need to play to where your strength is. 
okay? I'm really good at writing and I'm really good at video, um, so I leverage those strengths. Um, I don't call, I've done a little bit of cold calling with my business over the years, but not much. It's not something I do a lot of. Um, you know, you've just got to find what works for you, and there are lots of options, but you've also got to make sure that try and, over time, try and leverage your you know, and this works great if you're using Andrew's content because you've already got the, the the raw material to work with. Try and leverage that by spreading that in different mediums so different people to set, um, encounter it. And that's why I showed Andrew showed you earlier that example of a letterbox flyer that I've done for a client. You know, I don't normally recommend that kind of stuff, but that's going to do better than just a, hey, get a free appraisal kind of thing. So you've really just got to get your message out there um, and build that list. That database is number one. Build your email database. I, actually, I'll give you a couple of tips on that as well. So, so if you, let's say you want to do you know, what I do for clients, let's say you want to do that, you don't have the budget for advertising. Okay, so what do you do? So number one priority, you build your email list. So I tell people, first thing I would do is every time I'm talking to someone on the phone about real estate, whether they're a buyer or a seller, because you've got content for both, so towards the end of the conversation, particularly if you've answered a question and they thought that was useless, say to them, hey, by the way, I, I, I always get people ask me great questions like that. So I've, I've started recently publishing, um, you know, uh, writing um, email uh, emails, answering those kind of common questions I get. Would you like me to add your name to the list and you can get them sent out once a week um, and you can unsubscribe anytime you like if you don't like them. So that by itself should be building your database without spending a cent on advertising. Um, the other thing you can do is put a footer in your email. So most agents have their name and their logo and their contact details. We'll put a link, a text link, you know, get great. I'm just wording this ad-libbing, so don't, don't copy what I'm saying. But, you know, get all your real estate questions answered here or something like that. You can click on, they can click on that link and send it off to the page where they can sign up. So my clients, I set up a page where they can, um, people can just go and manually sign up as well. Um, there's... You know, there's so many different ways you can do that. If you're doing flop, if you're currently doing this kind of stuff, letterbox drops, start putting in a little section or maybe on the back of it, putting a, you know, get, here's a list of the top 10 topics that are people asking. If you'd like to receive them by email, go here and sign up. Um, and so that's another way of doing your marketing or you're building a mailing list for essentially for free. Um, don't just rely on Google ads because, oh, sorry, Facebook ads or Google ads because they are expensive um, and they aren't, you know, unless you're spending big bucks, they aren't always as easy to make work now with what's going on with Apple. Um, so you want to try and leverage every option you can to build that list. Your, your number one priority should be adding people. The other thing I do every time someone starts with me, I say export your database and extract anyone who's told you not to email them again and we upload that to the email system so they automatically have a database they start from that's got you know, more than zero people in it um, and they start getting stuff going from there. Yeah, so well summed up. You know, when I started in real estate, I, I thankfully had uh, understood the power of email marketing and, you know, but, but when I started, my email newsletter went out to, you know, it was like, 15 people. It was my brothers, my, my girlfriends. Mum, mum, dad, and your brothers and sisters and friends. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of mates. That was it. But I just had a goal to add five to 10 people a week. I uh, just consistently yep. stuck to that. And by the time, like it did grow very quickly. And by the time it got to two to 3,000 people, I consistently had an open rate of about 30%. And with two to 3,000 recipients and a 30% open rate, so, you know, 700 to 1,000 people opening it each fortnight. Um, I was able to, to, you know, that was my number one marketing method and that, you know, was able to generate 50 listings a year very yeah. consistently for a period of about six to eight years. And so you, you just got to start somewhere. Like don't, don't be put off if you've only got 150 people on your database right now. That's totally okay. You just got to get a process in place and, and start asking people and putting them on there. Everyone starts from zero. And even as you say, even if you only added five people manually a year, over a year, that's 260 names you put in there. And if you are able to generate leads online, I'm probably being um, very generous when I say you might get them for $10 or $15. Let's say $10. That's $2,600 worth of advertising you didn't have to spend there. Just by asking people and talking to them about it all the time and saying, hey, can I add you to the lead, to the emails? And if you don't like them, you can unsubscribe by clicking one link at the bottom. Um just let people know, you know, you're not going to spam them. It goes out. I send them out for my clients. I send out once a week. 
um, and they can unsubscribe anytime they want. Uh, and just if you focus on that, you uh, over a year, you will build a decent-sized database and you will get leads and listings out of it, I promise you. you just got to be willing to do it. Most people, are they're short-term focused. It's not just real estate agents that have this problem. Um, most salespeople are the same. You know, the day you switch from being short-term to long-term focus is the day your business will change for the better. Uh, you've just got to be committed to going through it, even though it might be a pain in the ass at times. I, I couldn't sum it up better than that, Aaron. That's, that's so perfectly put. Aaron, I um, thank you so much for taking the time out to share your knowledge with everyone and encourage people, each, encourage everybody to go and check out your website, which is realestatemarketing.net. .au and get in touch with Aaron. Uh, you can find Aaron on LinkedIn, Facebook, and, and the website. And I'll also share your YouTube channel in the show notes as well. And uh, have, you, have you got um, an email address uh, people can get in touch with if they've got any specific question they want to reach you? Yeah, yeah probably uh, email address would be Aaron, E-R-A-N, at mc247.com.au. Good man. So Good man. MC stands for more customers 24-7. That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> Agent Monday is an exclusive content marketing club for real estate professionals. We give you helpful educational info to share with your audience and teach you how to use it to grow your business. To find out more, visit agentmonday.com.